Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. A severe sprain uh, will not participate uh, in anything that we do today. Possibility of him going on an underwater treadmill to walk, so uh, not a not a glowing report. It wasn't. It wasn't something that he just woke up the next day and, and felt fine. Still got some more days before we play, but um, unable to, you know, to shoot around or anything today. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm gonna say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay tastes like Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday as we've been moving through it with a lot of uh, discussions of NIL and Transfer Portal and those updates because, man, they are flying like crazy. And, in fact, uh, I just saw that uh, with uh, Arkansas, and, of course, people are always curious about, you know, if there's anything new to report when it comes to the Transfer Portal and uh, visits and and everything like that. Well, according to Danny West, which is... uh, a guy that, of course, we love here on this show. Uh, apparently, uh, the Arkansas has got Taylor Green, a uh, transfer out of Boise State, officially visiting this weekend. So, uh, he's quarterback there where uh, didn't have uh, huge numbers and was held out to injury at some points, but uh, did throw for 1,800 yards, 11 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, but uh, was a great rushing quarterback where he had 500 yards rushing and 9 touchdowns on the ground. So, uh, But, yeah, so just craziness that we're trying to keep up with. But we know also basketball. A lot of things going on with that. Of course, Razorbacks beating Duke last week, heading up to Oklahoma, another really good team. And this college basketball has been uh, pretty chaotic at times for some of these uh, mid-major teams, upsetting some of these highly ranked teams. And, of course, the NBA in season. There's just a lot of stuff with basketball going on. So let's talk more about it as we go ahead and welcome in Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports, friend of the show. And, Bobby, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing? No problem, man. How are you? And we're doing good. I know it's uh, a lot of craziness with football right now, but – Man, basketball has been a, a wild one, and I'm curious because I've been thinking about this, and I don't know if maybe it's just the times I pay attention or, or just it happens to be convenient, but it certainly seems like this year, around this time of year, you've had a lot more, quote, mid-major teams upsetting some big-time, highly-ranked teams on their home court more so than this year. I know Arkansas suffered it. I know Kentucky had it happen. Uh, have you kind of viewed that a little bit and seen that a little bit more, or is it just something that happens every year and I just don't pay attention? I think it kind of happens every year. Because like, remember a couple of years ago, like Stephen F. Austin won at Duke, and that was like right around, I think, this week and maybe next week when there was not much going on. I think it just gets lost because, what, after this weekend, college basketball kind of takes a break for a couple weeks of finals and Christmas and everything like that. So it's easy to forget about because all of a sudden, you know, you have the NFL playoffs starting, you have college football playoffs, bowl games, and then it's conference season in college basketball to where you're like, oh, I'm going to watch, you know, uh, Kansas-Texas play tonight. And you forget, like, wait a minute, what happened three weeks ago? Like, when did this happen? So I think it gets, it, like, as much as I complain about 
college basketball getting overshadowed and, and how the season is kind of laid out, if, you, if you're a team who loses, it kind of does help. Bobby, what are some of the bigger upsets that have stood out to you so far this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously UNC Wilmington at Kentucky. Um, for Arkansas, I don't, I don't know. They really would get up there yet for me in terms of, of some of the upsets. You know, it's not a huge upset, but what Colorado State did to Creighton, holding them under 50, one by 20, that's up there. Um, I'm, I, Purdue Northwestern, you know, that's a conference game. I won't, it's an upset, but I wouldn't put it to that level. Nova finishing sixth in the big, big five, like, <laughs> which was a physical impossibility until this year. So, I, I, like, I, you know, the homer in me wants to say Kentucky, you know, losing at home to, to Wilmington, but that might just be the right answer. Well, what do you think that uh, – because some people have said about, you know, maybe these mid-majors because of transfer portals and because of everything. It's like that their games and their teams have been elevated a whole lot, which I think there could be some truth to that. We see it happen a lot of times, of course, in the NCAA tournament uh, alone. But then you also have other people, too, of just saying, well, you know, you got experienced guys versus new teams with new players on it. Just uh, with all that happening, do you think that there's any merit to all of those reasons given as far as some of these college basketball teams at home who may have more talent but – losing to some teams that may have a bunch of experienced guys that have been playing together a long time? So for me, it's two things. One, there are a lot of spots, right? You hear gamblers talk about it. You hear it you know, all the time. Light down spot, get up spot, whatever it might be. And I think a lot of these big teams, I mean, I'm just, I pulled up some of the biggest upsets in case I was forgetting any, and I did forget some because it's been that way. We're kind of like the prototypical letdown spot where you have this buy game sandwiched between, you know, two big games or or right before a big game. And I think that plays a role in it because, you know, you look, Mississippi State loses a Southern, LSU, Nickel State, Ford Atlantic, Bryant, like it, it, Jackson State, Missouri, Bond, you know, there's just all of them. When you look across major, major conference leagues of just going, okay, well, who'd they play before, who'd they play after? Oh, okay, that makes sense. But then... At the same time, I do think the transfer portal plays a huge, huge role in it where these mid-majors are getting former high-major players, high-major talent, an influx of talent. And, you know, it's come, there's more players in college basketball than ever because of the free COVID year that guys are staying together longer. They're going to – talent bumps down a little bit in the sense of, you know, there's only so many spots at high-major teams that, that you lose one or two guys but they got to go somewhere, and then it just happens. And, and it's kind of what everyone used to always blame on freshmen. Well, that's not the case anymore. Like, rarely do you see these freshman teams happen. That, that, I, know, I know Kentucky has it this year, Duke to a degree, but other than that, there's, that's not a thing across the country. But so I think those two things, I think it's spots, and then just the, 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 the portal is playing a role in it. What are some of the teams you look at in college basketball to say that they have it all. They can play inside out. They can shoot it well. They're just a well-constructed team. Yeah, so I think right now, if you look at like the Tier 1 team, I think it's UConn, Arizona, Marquette, and I'd probably put Houston there. Those are the four to me. Um, obviously, it's early in the season still, and, and, and it fluctuates. Those are the four that feel like they're kind of separating a little bit. Purdue, close to that. Um Baylor, I think, is close to that. Kansas is probably close to that, but they still need a, you know, I don't love that Kansas team. And then you even look, you know, like you could say Kentucky, but they, they take the bad loss. So I don't know if they're close to that. BYU's just gaining the metrics of teams like Creighton, you know, then Tier is all bunched up. But I think those four teams, 99% of people would agree with, are the current four best teams in college basketball. Speaking with Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports here on Out of Bounds. And, and Bobby, you know, you mentioned some of the teams. I'm curious also about conferences. I always think it's fascinating to see uh, people argue about, well, well, this basketball conference is better than this basketball conference. And some of these conferences are always going to be really good because of particular teams. But right. do you feel like that there is one conference that stands alone? Or do you think that there's a lot of conferences that have a really good say on them saying, hey, we're the best conference in college basketball right now? Nah, there's a clear-cut answer. It's the Big 12. And it's been the Big 12 for the last few years. I mean, you look, you have Houston, Baylor, 
Kansas, BYU, Oklahoma's really good. Ohio State, you know, six and two. TCU's undefeated. Cincinnati's undefeated. Granted, they haven't played, you know, a, a bunch of teams. Texas, who I don't love, but they're going to be in and out of rankings. Kansas State, they're going to be in and out of the rankings, plus they just never lose overtime games. They have, like, two bad teams, and their bad teams are Oklahoma State and West Virginia. West Virginia, I understand why they're bad, right? Uh, everything that happened with Huggins, whatever. Oklahoma State, they just can't put it together. But it's like, look at the bad teams at the other major conferences, and then look at the top teams, and and, and, and the Big 12 is, is pretty clear-cut the best. Like they, You're not beating that top that they have, and the bottom doesn't bottom out. Like when you look at, I don't know, let's just say the Pac-12, the, the, they bottom out. Oregon State, Macau, you know, Big East has DePaul, ACC has Louisville, SEC, Randy, like, they bottom out way more than, than to me what the Big 12 does. Where would you put the Big East in, in that pecking order? Because, you know, that's one that is particular to basketball. Like, we think about football, we're thinking about Power 5 conferences, but Big East and basketball, they're usually pretty strong. Yeah, I think they're third. You can make a case for a second, but it's like, you know, Big 12, clear one. Then you can really debate SEC, Big East, maybe the Big Ten um, as like that next, you know, the next best. But the Big East, I mean, they have multiple national title contenders. They're bad, bad. Like Georgetown and DePaul are bad. Like Butler's improved. St. John's has the best coach in America in Patino. Xavier's struggling this year, but I think Sean Miller's awesome. He's just such an underrated coach. And then, like, you know, Creighton, Marquette, and UConn are, are three really, really good teams, reigning national champs. They're, they're the second most fun conference, I think, outside of the Big 12. Like, if you want to watch offense, they have some of the best offense you can go watch. I think I, I mean, the Big East is fine. It's going to be fine. Like, DePaul will always, be DePaul will always be DePaul, but when you look at those coaches, you can make a case the Big East has the best coaches in America. You know, I saw you made a little bit of a, a joke, but with dealing with Tom Izzo and uh, you know him talking about, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he says, "quote You hold them and they don't score and you get 19 second chance points. That shouldn't happen to us. I'm getting soft. Maybe we'll get back to normal a bit and quit worrying about the lawyers and get back to what we're doing. The whole thing is my fault." And uh, you're talking about him having the soft talk. It seems like that's a reoccurring thing for Tom Izzo. Every and, year, yeah, every year. Yeah, I don't know, man. Your team stinks. Like that's just. Stop blaming yourself. Like, he gets so upset. Like, I know he's trying to defend his players. But it's like, they're his... I went and looked at his every season that he's coached at Michigan State. This is easily, from a percentage standpoint, the worst shooting team and the worst rebounding team. John, those are two pretty important things, especially at Michigan State, that he's ever had. Like, this team just is not good. And yet, part of it is, is though, because he wants to play, like, 42 big men at a time refuses to play freshman, and listen, I know this will backfire. I know Michigan State will be a nine seed and make the, like, the Elite Eight, but this team's not good. Isn't that the story of Michigan State every year, though? It's like, what is, you know, you, you see what you get, and you know that Izzo is the type of coach that gets the most out of his players, and it's always ugly basketball. Does he, though? Hold on a second. I got a complaint with that. Okay. Because he he does not get the most out of his players. He he had a team with a defensive player of the year in the NBA, and multiple other NBA players, and they scored like 48 points against the zone because he, he refused to play the smart lineup. Like, he does not get the most out of his players. He gets the most out of some undervalued players, but when he has talent, he, he is not great with it. Oh, hey, Bobby, um, Bobby, there's no doubt that his players do seem to look a lot better on the NBA level. But it's just yeah, that right. they, always, they always seem so underrated and underappreciated when they're in college. And maybe that is because of him. I, like, to me, he just <laughs> – there's a whole thing with Izzo, and, and, and I think he, he really benefited from just making Final Fours, which credit to him, like, that, that matters. But – he, like he is not, he's developed undervalued talent, but he's really struggling when he has talent. This year, everyone just assumed because they have Izzo, they return everybody. They were a seven seed last year. It's not like Marquette, who was a two seed and returned everybody, 
what Purdue is a one seed and returned everybody. They were a seven seed. They were a very average team a year ago. He brought in talented freshmen, and he's not playing Xavier Booker. Cohen Carr should be playing a lot more. Like, at some point, Izzo has got to adapt. And then also, like, we got to stop just overvaluing, oh, they return everybody when they were an average team a year before. And it happens a lot with an Izzo coach team. But they don't make that jump. And, and part of that's on Izzo. Well, Bobby, also uh, looking at it from uh, this weekend, too, you know, we mentioned a few teams, a few games, but it seems like uh, there's some pretty good SEC matchups against quality teams. Of course, we mentioned Arkansas and Oklahoma, but you uh, also can throw into the mix uh, Tennessee and Illinois facing off against each other. you got Alabama and Purdue that are going to be going at it, and even uh, Missouri-Kansas, which we know is always a, a rivalry there. But uh, between all those... Kansas State, LSU, too. Like, oh, yeah. If, if LSU wins that, also, like, you know, that bottom of the SEC looks a lot, a lot better. Yeah. Well, in the Florida, they play Richmond. Richmond, a decent, you know, not mid-major, but like that middle of nowhere conference, like the A-10, where you, you know, you'll call them a mid-major, but they're not a power conference. It's a, it's a big weekend for the, for the SEC because this is, this is tends to what happened in college basketball. Who wins the non-conference, and then that really helps during conference play in terms of seeding. Like, what made the Big East so good the last few years is, is they would win so many of these non-conference games and then when, you know, teams are beat up on each other, well, that's not a bad loss because look look at what they did, you know, this team beat XYZ and they're only losing in conference, whatever. That matters. Like, that matters when you start looking at the committee and everything, too. So, it, it's a big weekend for the SEC because we're coming up to the end of, of conference play. So, if they win some of these games and all of a sudden, you know, Memphis, Texas A&M on, on Sunday. And there's another one where, okay, they they have the winning percentage. They have these notable wins. Now you go into conference play, and, and that loss to an LSU doesn't look as bad. That helps the conference. And, and that's just a fact. That's just how college basketball is set up right now, which, you know, why I would love more non-conference games later in the year. What do you think of the matchups for the NBA in-season tournament, the semifinals? Pacers, Bucks, Lakers, Pelicans. Just give me, you know, give me the Pacers, Pelicans because why not? I hope the Pelicans win it because, you know, as a Knicks fan, I don't want the Bucks to win it. I don't want the, I sure don't want the Pacers to win it. And then I'm sick. I, I hate the Lakers, so I hope the Pelicans win it. But it, 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 they're fun. Like the Pacers are the most fun team in the NBA. Um, and the, like the Pelicans are just this young team that hey, maybe this leads to something later in the season. So I, you know. I know the NBA and money wants wants Bucks Lakers, but give me the fun matchup. Give me Pacers Pelicans. It's just just be a fun matchup. Well, it's funny. I did see that uh, with the the Pacers and the Bucks with the in uh, in season semifinal. It's the highest over under that's been set since 1991 at 257 points and a half. Like that is incredible. Like when it comes to the it high is. scoring. And I love it. Like I know everyone's like, "Oh, the, the defense." Listen, I you know I grew up in the '90s. I, I can I can love good defense, but also like it kind of gets boring watching NBA games in the game. Give me give me like what? But it's two teams like that, and I know it happened earlier this year too with the Hawks and Pacers, and they smashed the over. It's just fun. It's just fun to watch really really good offense, and that's what Pacers have. For the in season tournament, uh, what do you think as far as? The success rate, there were some people that were against it, people that don't understand it still, but it seems like it's, it's garnered a lot of interest in the NBA season so far. Yeah, I think people who are, are talking bad about it just do it because it's the NBA and, and they have premeditated thoughts, everything NBA-related. But I think it's been great. Like, it, you have people, you know, the complaint is they don't, they don't try during the regular season. Oh, they're all trying. Like they're, 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 they clearly care. I think it could be set up better. Where, you know, I would, you know, make it a true tournament. Make it like the NCAA tournament with a random draw. Like I, I wish it wasn't East versus West because we already have that. Make it a random draw. You know, you can mix a little bit of soccer and, and, and NCAA tournament in there where, you know, you're seated into different pots. Like the World Cup is based on how good you are, and then that's how you get you know seated out that way on random draw. I'd rather have that and just make it a week, you know, in Vegas and set it up that way. And I, I think you would draw even more people's interest. But listen, ratings are up. 
players care more, they're, you know, quote, trying harder in, in the regular season, that, I, I don't know how you look at this and say it's not a win for, for what, what season one is of this. Yeah, because that was something that, like, I, I always always give credit to, you know, commissioners or whoever, if it's like they got an issue or if there's something that they could do better on, they just try something. And even if it doesn't work, it's like they're, at least they're putting in the effort and trying. And that's kind of the vibe I get with uh, this in-season tournament, which, you know, if you've been watching it and enjoying it, you know, it's one thing. But it's like, I feel like it's going to do nothing but help out when and bring in some right. attention to it. And it's year one. Like, clearly they're going to tweak it. It's just it's year one. It's trial and error, right? What works? Right now, obviously, everyone's complaining. Like, I know Knicks fans and, and players are complaining because their reward for getting out of their group was an extra game that counts towards the regular season standing at Milwaukee and at Boston. So the Knicks only have 40 home games. That doesn't make sense where it's like, wait, if you win, why are you, you, know, why are you getting a, a something that could hurt you later on in the year? So th- there's a way to tweak this. But I think for year one, it's it's more than fine. It's been it's been a success. Yeah, I can't. I think that it's going to be something that continues to be a success as time goes on, and uh, who knows how it plays out. But no doubt that you know a time where basketball is not maybe on the forefront of people's minds of college or NBA. It certainly brought some attention with some of the upsets in college basketball and some of these sure. in these tournaments, and then same thing with the NBA. So it's been really great. But uh, Bobby, as always, it's great to talk to you as well and enjoy basketball season as it continues on. And pretty soon, it'll be on the forefront of everybody's mind. But enjoy uh, the next few weeks, man. We'll be catching up with you and have a happy holiday. All right, have a good one, guys. All right, appreciate it. again. That was Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports joining us. Take a commercial break and come back with more out of bounds. Stay with us. Oakwan Racing Casino Resort presents Oakwan Race Day with Justin Akery and David Wanginati every Saturday morning at 11. Oakwan Race Day is your inside track to America's hottest thoroughbred action and Arkansas source for racing news and analysis. Oakwan Race Day presented by Oakwan, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Sports Center. The Razorbacks got a bit of good news yesterday as defensive lineman Landon Jackson announced he will return to Fayetteville for his senior season. He had a breakout junior season recording 44 tackles, 6.5 sacks, and 13.5 tackles for loss, which was third in the SEC. And Coach Eric Musselman met with the media yesterday and he talked about the upcoming matchup with Oklahoma. I knew they were going to be good. I, I thought their transfers they got were, were really good players and I thought their returners we're, we're really good players, and I know he's a, he's an, an awesome coach. So, yeah, that's a recipe to have a good team. Obviously, an undefeated team and a ranked team, it's a uh, it's a game that you got to bring your A game to, to compete with Oklahoma. Tip for that game is set for three on Saturday. Coverage will be on The Buzz. I'm Christian Weaver with The Buzz Radio Network. If you're looking for the best deal on a pre-owned vehicle, you'll find it here in Hot Springs on Central Avenue at Motorsports Authority here with Wild Bill and Magic Mark. These are some fantastic deals, guys. Hey, Magic Mark, tell us about some of these special rigs you got sitting here. We've got cars for every taste. Cars, trucks, SUVs. This is the best selection of inventory we've had in the past two years. More for your trade? Yes. Payments for every budget? Yes. Online at msastore.com. We'll see you at Motorsports Authority. What are you waiting for? Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project. 
not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. We're granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Drew Self in Hot Springs, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Alex Blake in Little Rock today. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. It's opening day at Oakland Friday, and the zone will be there. Join us as we get ready to kick off the 2023-2024 racing season. We'll talk a lot about Oakland tomorrow. Plus, we're talking Razorback basketball with Tom Murphy. He'll join us at 11:10, and we'll talk NFL, college football, bowl games with Clint Sterner. All that and a whole lot more live from Oakland tomorrow. It's the zone where sports and entertainment come crashing together. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Complete. Lots of room. Jaden Wilson's got a chance to go inside the 40, inside the 30, to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. Touchdown, Arkansas. Isaac Tesla threw the home run block. Jaden Wilson scores the touchdown, and they're excited at War Memorial Stadium. On 1037 The Buzz. Out of bounds, folks, and we've been talking a lot of different sports today with football and basketball all going on. You're watching it. You're enjoying it. So why don't you start making some money on it with the Bet Saracen app? Because right now, Bet Saracen has some great specials happening. For instance, always the double R prop plays when it comes to Razorback basketball. They're going to be taking on Oklahoma this weekend in Tulsa. I'm going to be making the trip up there for the first time because it'll be the last time that these two teams will face off at the BOK Center. But already you got plenty of prop plays to choose from. Like, for instance, if you think Arkansas is going to team over, is going to hit over 38.5 team rebounds, but also over 12.5 team turnovers. Think it's going to be a little sloppy of a game. You can bet on that at plus 145 with Bet Saracen. But without question, the long shots when it comes to the double R prop plays, Jalen Graham over 3.5 points and over 2.5 rebounds at plus 275. So that's just one of the many different specials that they have going on with Bet Saracen. But they also have bowl games that you can bet on and a lot of the spreads there too. Even Arkansas State and the Red Wolves, they're of course playing in the Camellia Bowl. And you can bet on Arkansas State minus 1.5 and over 53.5 total points at plus 300. And that's only with Bet Saracen. They also have, of course, some deals going on with the Monday or th- excuse me Thursday night football game that's going down tonight. We mentioned how the over/under isn't exactly set too high. It is at 30 points, so I feel like it's going to be a great defensive battle. Bet the under there, but the Steelers still favored by five and a half points. So get after it on Bet Saracen. They have the game not only tonight, but throughout the whole weekend of the NFL. They have college basketball. They have NBA, college football bowl games. They have it all. So take care of business right now. Start making some money and start enjoying yourself with the Bet Saracen app. You can download it on your iPhone or your Android, or you can even go online to BetSaracen.com and bet that way, too. Makes it really easy. Great app. The only app that you need when it comes to betting anything in the sports world here in the state of Arkansas. It's Bet Saracen app and BetSaracen.com. Again, it is a trash 
Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. And getting closer to wrapping up, we'll have three and out uh, coming up next here on the show. And I know Drive Time Sports is going to be getting after it uh, as well. But a few people on the Southern Structural Solutions text line uh, that have uh, been chiming in that uh, want to read and talk about, talk about a few of these things too. Because like from the 501, we'll talk about dual-threat quarterbacks. 501 says, well, Stan said we needed a dual-threat quarterback again this year, but how'd that work out? I'm just going to leave that right there. So, well, I don't think that had anything to do with Stan needing a dual-threat quarterback. It's like you need an offensive lineman more than you need a dual-threat quarterback there. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's, that's something that doesn't matter about dual-threat or not dual-threat. You just got to have a guy with the right system, the right, the right pieces, and an offensive line to block for him. And also from Jack says, you guys know what song you're going to sing tonight at Christmas karaoke? And the Hogs are going to smoke Oklahoma until so it's going to be 90 to 75. Hogs win, woo pig suey. So uh, I like your prediction. But for Christmas karaoke tonight at the Busker, uh, I have not officially decided. At least I haven't. Uh, I got options. I got options. You know, it just depends on the vibe. You know, because I've always felt like when we do karaoke, which is so much fun. Again, come on out, folks. If uh, you have uh, some, if you don't have plans tonight, because it's, it's going to be a good time. But it's like you, it's always about following up somebody. Because someone, if you follow up somebody that like went through, is going through like a breakup, and so they sing this like breakup song, and you can tell they're feeling it because they are so like in their feelings and emotional. And you got to follow that up, and you better make sure that whatever you're following it up with is, is pretty, uh, pretty solid. But then you also don't know if you go up and somebody who sounds like a professional singer up there and starts singing, uh, you know, I'll Always Love You or whatever by Whitney Houston and sings it perfectly. It's like, you going to follow up that? So it's always, too, about the follow-up back of what you go with. I have decided I am officially not singing because I'm not a singer. So mm, mm. There it is. <laughs> I've, I've decided. So there's the decision made already. Yeah, it didn't take, didn't take too long but there. But just going to enjoy the performances and just the all-around great time, supporting a great cause and youth home and giving back there. So everybody... Come on out and, and support the cause. I assume Roger's emceeing it again, right? He is. Okay. I, I mean, I again, I didn't want to overstep my bounds there, but he is the the go-to MC of 103.7 The Buzz, so I just assumed uh, he'll he'll be doing it. And he does a great job as it throughout the year, too, uh, when it comes to the cease and desist show that I know he's done and uh, doing uh, karaoke night uh, and uh, also at the busker at times, too. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. And I know uh, our fearless leader, Justin Acre, will be there. Uh, and we'll be there, and we'll have some other people, sales team, people from the sales team will be there too. So just a good old buzz event uh, that'll be happening there. And uh, we'll just keep it going until really it uh, it all comes to an end. And gets people in the Christmas spirit too, because we've had some people uh, get up there and start singing Christmas songs. You know, that's another good option. It's not Christmas karaoke. Always. Yeah. Always. And Christmas songs are probably the easiest ones to sing. Yeah, because then everybody knows them, and they're pretty simple, and you, you can make them work there. <laughs> See, I, and I knew someone was going to say this on the 501 uh, from the Southern Structural Suites text. I said, I will always love you is by Dolly Parton. Get it right. Whitney Houston covered it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's true. But I, I'm not trying to defend because I love Dolly. I love Whitney Houston. But I'm, I feel like Whitney Houston made it a lot more famous. Just my opinion. The song was by Dolly. But Whitney Houston upped it into a whole nother level with her with her version of it. Too. And if if anybody wanted to sing it as the same way that Dolly sang it, you're welcome to do that or sing it as Whitney sang it if you could try. But like Jason Peterson, who's really talented, mm-hmm. he sang Kiss before and he sang it as Prince and he sang it another time as Tom Jones. How about that? See, I did get both versions in there. Make that one happen. Uh, J.K. in Fairfield Bay says I should sing ABBA. I don't know if I could pull that one off since because isn't ABBA a group? Like they're group singing. Group. Yeah, they are. I don't know if that would go over as well. I don't think you, like I guess you can, but it's just it sounds sure good. You have to get a whole group of. I feel like if you're going to have a group song, then you need to have at least another person up there to sing it with you. Because me and Christian Weaver of the Zone, we've we've done some uh, duets before. Made that happen. Kristen so. said he's out on that. Yeah, oh, trust me. I told him I was out on that afterwards too. <laughs> like he comes in, he's like, I don't think we're gonna. We should do a duet this year. I'm like, I trust me. I was gonna t- come in and tell you the same thing because uh, we're not doing that uh, whole duet thing again. Uh, but Christian can actually really sing. Like he's really good, really talented at singing. So think of all the. We're you know everyone's got their own thing, but if you're taking the buzz on air people and 
who's got the best singing voice, my vote would probably be for Christian because he's really good and really talented. So, uh, yeah, I can't I can't wait. It's always a good time going out there and uh, having the people uh, just because, you know, we don't get together as much as a whole company as often, and usually the whole majority of the companies out there having a good time. So, And, of course, the listeners and everybody out there will be part of it too. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see. Also... Jake, you're in, Jake A. in Fairfield Bay says, sing ABBA because Bobby Joe would like it. Is Bobby Joe an ABBA fan or something? I don't, Yes, he is. I don't know. Maybe. And uh, then also uh, from the 501 says, somebody t- needs to tell Dolly Parton, you don't wait 88 years to make a rock and roll album. Did she make a rock and roll album? Yeah, she uh, changed it up. And she's doing some features with certain artists. She's doing covers of their songs and then having them featured. So she wanted to do something different. Listen, I know I was out for for the week that uh, for Thanksgiving and then this past week, so we didn't talk about it. But I'm sure you guys did. And now every time I think of Dolly Parton, I'm not. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Uh, I call it a performance or whatever it is out of my head for now with Dolly Parton because every time I think of Dolly Parton, I'm going to think of that. I was like, I was not expecting that. I don't think anybody was, but Tony Romo enjoyed it from his comments on it. That you look good. That, that's funny. Yeah. That that's what stands out about Dolly, and she's been doing performing for years. And then the latest thing she did is what stands out. Yeah, which is I don't know. If it's probably bad, but I know she's talented. She's been a great singer, and everyone loves Dolly Parton. Like everybody appreciates her, and uh, aged pretty well and everything. But just you know, seeing that and being so surprised by it, and you know, that's kind of a lasting impression. Because oh, she she's like. 80, right? Or getting close to 80? Yeah, she's up there. I mean, kudos to her for even having the, you know, of course, the confidence to go on. She looked great for, you know, her age and everything, but just like... (laughs) She's a performer. She's been doing it forever. That's what she does. Yeah, she got got everybody talking about it, that's for sure. How about Cattleman saying that we should live stream our Christmas karaoke? Now, that would be an idea. Yeah, that'd be a great idea, depending on if you know the performers wanted it out there like that or Mm -hmm. you need if it was a place that you just needed to be to be able to take it all in yeah yeah i mean it's 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 an option that if we wanted to do it i don't know if we could do it at the last minute maybe we could but yeah uh, yeah. once uh everybody is there and seated then maybe (laughs) it would be an option but the idea is to have people there and generate some some uh revenue for youth home and for the great cause that is yeah maybe next year we'll uh we'll put it together where we will live stream and there's of course the technology today uh you can have people be able to donate via live streams you know donate money and throw that in there which could be another idea that we have but yeah the idea is to get people out there and uh you know check it out and be able to donate and be a part of it that's for sure and it's funny. Jason from Cabot says Dolly's 88 years old, and then another person, 501, says she's 77. So <laughs> she's somewhere in between. Well, I guess we could go to Wikipedia yeah. and see. Yeah. And not that they're always right, but... Uh, they're I mean, more right than what I would be. Yeah, 77. 77, she's okay. She was born in 1946. Wild. Still performing, still getting after it, still doing big-time things. So and that's amazing that one person had her 11 years older than she actually is. Yeah, well, you know, close enough. She definitely doesn't look 88, but she doesn't look 77 either, but either way. Uh, yeah, come on out again, folks. Tonight, Christmas karaoke, The Busker, South on Main. We'll be getting after it at 7 o'clock tonight, and looking forward to a good time for a great cause. But we're going to take our final break of the day, come back with three and out, and then we'll get you all set up and ready for Drive Time Sports. It's next year on Out of Bounds. season extraordinary when you shop the spectacular holiday collection at Sissy's Log Cabin. From engagement rings to exclusive designer jewelry to loose diamonds, you'll find gifts everyone will love at the best prices. All while enjoying the Sissy's promise of unmatched service and experience at any of our six locations or online at sissyslogcabin.com. Embrace the magic of the season only at Sissy's Log Cabin. 
because life's too short for ordinary jewelry. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Insurance deny you coverage on that roof? You won't be denied at Shamrock. Visit shamrockroofer.com for a chance to win a new roof absolutely free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com where one call does it all. 1037 The Buzz presents the Dodgeball Santa Tournament Sunday, December 10th at the Wood Rock Tech Park on Main Street. This festive dodgeball tournament features teams in their favorite holiday costumes competing for the coveted Giant Wrench. Teams are limited, so go get your team together and get registered today. The 2023 Dodgeball Santa Tournament presented by 1037 The Buzz. Benefits Ronald McDonald House Charities of Arkansas and North Louisiana. Get more info at dodgeballsanta.com. Special thanks to Rock City Tees. Great news. Stocking stuffers at Bell & Sword in Conway. Ah, this is Joseph Pena of the Arkansas basketball team. Are you shopping for Christmas gifts? Bell & Sword has everything for men. Athleisure from Vori, PJ and hoodies from Saks, Cologne, Fask, Epop. Clothing, Peter Millar and Johnny L. Quality, Martin Dingman. Leather goods and shoes. Expert staff with free gift wrapping. Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street on Facebook and Instagram. This time of year, big box tool stores start to sell a whole bunch of not tools. From dancing Santas to plastic trees. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we'd rather sell you a four-horsepower chainsaw fitted with a full chisel chain to cut down your own tree. And we have wood chippers come January. Because, you know, mulch. We're cutting prices on hand and power tools, heaters, and pressure washers this holiday season. Save in store or at northerntool.com. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, baby! Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open in Lakewood Village. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all your favorite pub grub and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup. The best wings in the city with 11 different sauces. Or try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts your weekend on Thursdays with karaoke Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North now open in Lakewood Village. Brewski's, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Hey, this is Trey Johnson here at H.J. Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. We want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. At H.J. Trailer Sales, we specialize in making your wishes come true. We have all your truck and trailer accessories. We don't overstock inventory because we know everybody has specific colors and uses for their trailers. Come see us at H.J. Trailer Sales where we make our customers the priority. Family owned and operated, check us out today at hjtrailersales.com or on Facebook. Tune in every Monday night at 7 during basketball season for the Eric Musselman Show. Coach will break down gameplay and strategy. Brought to you by Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealership. The all-new Genesis of Conway, now open at 1075 Collier Drive. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, lady, I ain't standing for this! Oh, my So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into and First off, uh, we know next week will be the official revealing of the SEC football schedule next year. We know the teams that teams will be playing, but as far as the dates go, it's going to be happening next week. Well, I don't know how, but I'm sure there's a reason. Georgia's schedule was officially released or leaked out, and so people got a chance to check it out. 
because Georgia was uh, a lot of times criticized this past year for having such a, quote, soft schedule. Well, next year, doesn't look like you're going to have to say much about that because if they open the season starting against Clemson and Atlanta. They play Tennessee Tech, then they go on the road to Kentucky, a bye week, on the road to Bama, Auburn, Mississippi State at home, then on the road to Texas, a bye week, then Florida, then on the road to Ole Miss, Tennessee, UMass, and Georgia Tech. So that'll be their schedule. Their road games against Kentucky, Alabama, Texas, and Ole Miss. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some other ones that keep coming out as far as some uh, leaks and whatnot. But Georgia's was the first one to get leaked, and they're going to have a tough schedule next year, a lot tougher than this past year. Marvin Harrison Jr. said that he's undecided about the 2024 NFL draft. And he said this to a panel with the Heisman Trophy presentation. Said, you guys know coming into this year, I wanted to beat the team up north and win a Big Ten championship. And obviously, that didn't happen this year. So I think it's a great motive to come back. And that's why I, uh, I have to decide what to do. Because that's something that definitely I want to do in my Ohio State career. Not being able to have done that yet definitely opens the door for me to come back. So Marvin Harrison Jr., putting out the possibility of returning to Ohio State. You know, people talk about in the SEC, it just means more. Well, in certain rivalries, too, it just means more to where you want to come back and just beat the team because you never had before. Uh, So we know that the college football playoff committee got a lot of hate for a lot of justified reasons. And they originally on their website had a contact page where you could contact uh, the front desk or, you know, voice uh, any sort of questions that you may have. Well, they had to delete their contact page because they got flooded with so many contact requests from Florida State fans that went ballistic on them uh, that they had to go ahead and delete it. So uh, here's the thing. If you don't want a contact page on your website, then you just take it off. But... When people start contacting you, you can't get too mad about it, especially when it comes to something that could be so controversial, like the playoffs. So I wonder if it'll ever come back. But right now, if you want to contact the College Football Playoff Committee, the contact page somehow just went down randomly. And I'm sure it had nothing to do with those Florida State fans who were so upset. Juan Soto was traded to the New York Yankees from the Padres. And uh, GM Brian Cashman says... We certainly want to try under the Steinbrenner leadership to make this the mecca of baseball. He said that George Steinbrenner always felt like the best players in the world should be here playing for the Yankees. And Juan Soto was traded in a seven-player trade overall between the Padres and Yankees. He said that Hal, Jenny, and Jessica have continued those efforts of the standard that George Steinbrenner laid out there. Juan Soto is the latest example of that. So there was a, a hilarious, at least I think it's hilarious, dealing with uh, the Marshall head coach, Coach Huff, uh, as well as a quarterback that entered into the transfer portal, because we know that's a very popular thing right now. Well, Coach Huff says to uh, the local media that uh, the reason the kid who uh, goes by the name of Cam Fancher entered into the transfer portal was because, quote, there isn't a lot of money for NIL and the fans hate him. The kid has been miserable since he's been here, which is kind of sad to hear because it's like, man, fans hate him and just don't have any NIL, and that's why you're in the portal? Okay, well, after that and seeing that report, Cam's sister, as well as his mother, came out and started commenting on social media about it. And Cam's mother especially said, I can tell you right now that none of these things were ever said. He never said he was miserable, not one time. He doesn't get on these fan groups. because So I don't know where all this is coming from, but putting words in his mouth is not a good look. He's a very humble and loyal person, and this was an extremely hard decision to make. He dedicated three years to Marshall for his studies, work ethic, and his team. But I am outraged that this was even said coming from a coach and supposed to be a mentor is appalling. Cam and our entire family showed so much support and love for the university and whenever would have thought that his own coach would make up this poor rhetoric. So, yeah, not exactly going to be uh, doing probably some good things in the transfer portal and recruiting when you have that type of thing going on, which, again, I don't even understand why the coach would say something like that. What could you possibly get out of it? But uh, not really a good look for Coach Huff and Marshall. Colorado football, we know they had a need for offensive linemen. They had some really good skill position players, some talented players, but the offensive line was something that kind of hampered them throughout the season. They got a commitment from five-star offensive tackle Jordan Seaton, who is number 19 overall in the 2024 ESPN Top 300. He's from IMG Academy. He was the highest-ranked uncommitted prospect in the ESPN 300, and he chose Colorado over... Alabama, Ohio State, Florida, Oregon, Tennessee, and Maryland. 
So Adrian Wojnarowski is getting under fire, and rightfully so, in my opinion, because Dylan Harper, who is a prep guard out of New Jersey, is the number two prospect out of the ESPN class of 2024, uh, was going to commit to his school of choosing in a public decision at the Fanatics offices in New York. And it was going to be a big deal. It's going to be on social media. Everyone's going to be there. Well, that's all well and good. But the problem was Adrian Wojnarowski, because it's his, it's his business, he broke this news early before he would even had a chance to make his commitment public. He said that he's committing to Rutgers, and he sources it told ESPN, and he put it out there. And the family of uh, Dylan Harper was very upset, so much so that uh, his dad called it lame AF man, and even his mother got onto it too. So it's like, I get it. Your job is to break some stories, and I'm sure that that was a big one to break. But in some cases, just use some discretion and just let the kid have his moment. Instead, he took all the glory away from him and having it at the offices and everything. So just not a good look also for Adrian Wojnarowski. Iron Maiden frontman Bruce Dickinson, he married his fiance Leanna Dolce, and they got married in Paris. So he said that, you know, it was a good time being out of the country and getting married, and this is his third marriage. And uh, they've, uh, they've been together since 2019. Well, I thought it was a really funny moment, too, last night, where uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne basketball player Rashid Bellow, uh, we see it happen in basketball a lot. A player loses their shoe, and, you know, they maybe put it on real quick, and they throw it to the side. You know, they got to keep playing. Well, he just picked up his shoe. Uh, fell on the ground, he picked it up, and he kept playing defense. And what the funny part of it was is that not only did he pick it up, but he used it to block a shot. A guy put up a shot in his face, and he put the shoe up, and he blocked it. And uh, it was called a block, but uh, looking at the rules as they replayed it, say, no, you're not allowed to use your shoe to block shots. So for those of you who ever wondered what would happen in that case, there's your precedent. No, can't take off your shoe, can't use it as any sort of way of playing the game, and can't use it to block a shot. Norman Lear, creator of All in the Family, The Jeffersons, Good Times, One Day at a Time, Different Strokes. He was 101. He passed away. And a spokesperson said he deeply loved our country and spent a lifetime helping to preserve its founding ideas of justice and equality for all. There was a really stupid uh, report from a lady that was 57 years old who entered into an MRI room uh, to get an MRI, but she had a concealed uh, iron-containing handgun that was with her. And as she was about to enter into the machine, the gun was attracted to the powerful magnet, and, and it fired a single round right into her behind. So... I'm going out on a limb here, not to get in any sort of discussions about you know, Second Amendment and everything, but maybe, just maybe, you don't bring in a firearm into getting an MRI. Just, just, just throwing it out there, especially when you know that there's powerful magnetics in the type of gun that you ended up bringing in. So, appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. We got Drive Time Sports coming up next. I don't care what kind of tractor you drive or what color it is. I'm going to ask you to check out a new tractor that's made for landscapers, hobby farmers, and landowners. Fully loaded with features and backed by a strong warranty. Get the best incentives of the year right now by visiting tymoffers.com. Better yet, visit Triple C Sales in Conway. TYM. Durable and affordable. You can thank me later.